What's, What's up, guys? up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. This is episode number 30. My name is Callie. And my name is... <laughs> And my name is Gabby. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Gabriella Lopes. And today's episode is different. Why, Gabriella? Um, so I had some special news, I guess. But I wanted us to start, you know, making each of these daily episodes a little bit different from each other. Where, you know, each day of the week you can kind of expect something a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking, well, well, I haven't established the specifics because I feel like it should also just be free and we just go with whatever feels right. But I did want to do like, you know, a therapeutic Thursday, if you guys catch what I'm saying, um, where we just like talk about more personal things. Um, maybe Fridays we don't really touch on any like heavy topics at all. And, and I was thinking it'll be like frivolous Friday. Or freaky Friday. We could talk about like ghost stories and shit. Yeah, I want it to be fun. Yeah, that, that could be fun. Unless you're scared, then it won't be fun. Then maybe you shouldn't tune in on Fridays. Um, but you guys should tune in every day because every day will obviously come with uh, some juicy stuff going on. Um, but each episode will have its own little differences yeah because one of the biggest complaints that we've gotten not not from too many people but from really just a handful of people here and there is that these daily episodes um that we aren't like uh going as in-depth as we do on our video formats and i think we've already explained this a few times on here before but these are by design supposed to be improv so yeah. it's all improvised. Like we gather a few articles that we find on the internet of things that are going on on a daily basis. And so to an extent, it 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 has served up, up until this point as a news outlet for conspiracies and for more like red pill topics, I guess, mm. versus um, every other podcast that claims to be a news outlet. They mainly focus on the financial aspects of the world. Some focus on the social aspects others focus on media pop culture and so this one is more of like a free flow of just more out there ideas and thoughts and articles and just weird things and so that's why it's called mentally gone daily because every day we do not like we never have a short supply of just crazy mentally gone news Mm -hmm. you know like things that you have to double like double check and read a few times in order for your brain to process that it's reality so with that being said uh we well back to my initial point is that we've gotten complaints of people saying like oh like you guys aren't going deep enough you guys have a very superficial understanding of the of this topic of that topic and we also never claim to be uh like like like, specialized yeah not um what do you call it like highly specialized um specialists yeah in um topics of like conspiratorial topics like we've never um kind of like exert like not exerted but uh presented ourselves to the world as being that so to gabby's point uh we will be also experimenting with like certain days it'll be more personal topics uh some days maybe there won't be any conspiracy talk at all so you do run that risk of like clicking on an episode and then you maybe want to like hear about these like juicy headline things but 
we also want to create an outlet that creatively helps us kind of like express ourselves more as people, as humans, because that's what we are first. Like, like we're, we're both human beings and we're both navigating this world and this crazy world. And it just so happens that our usual topic of choice resonates with a large audience. And that audience is more, is more than likely yourself, right? Like if you're listening to us, then chances are you uh, have been following us either on TikTok first or, or then later Instagram reels or even YouTube. So, so my point being is that hopefully you're okay with the idea of, of just like also hearing us out as people. So talking about personal stuff, talking about emotions, talking about mental health, talking about opinions on things that have nothing to do with, with um, conspiracies. Politics. Yeah. It could be just uh, pet peeves. It could be more humorous episodes. And so we just want to really cover that gamut. And while still discussing um, interesting topics, because I, I'm always very vocal and very strong, emotional strongly emotional when it comes to like things that I'm passionate about. So there will be days, maybe every day I'll always have one news thing that I, that I just want to talk about and just get off my chest and just point out how ridiculous it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, um, again, like no, no rush and this feeling of like expectation all the time of like, Oh, like let's just go and like jump right into the conspiracies because we're losing viewers and we're losing listeners. And I feel like, Every creator has 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 been suffering from that, largely due to like other creators like Mr. Beast, for example, who created this formula that you just have to focus on engagement and like numbers and all that stuff. And you can't be human, you know, like you have to create your content around what people what you, what you think other people will like. Mm. And so with these daily ones, at least like we're not trying to do that. So I feel like we already give a lot in terms of in terms of like giving you guys what you want be it reaction videos like reacting to like popular culture reacting to trailers and giving our opinion on like popular culture we do that on our reaction channel of us reacting to video games and playing video games and then recording our reaction playthroughs walkthroughs reviews we already do that on our gaming channel and then we have the heavy conspiratorial uh videos and like topics that we already do on our main youtube channel and on instagram and tiktok so this one will be reserved for just a free flow canvas. It's like we'll just yeah. if one day we want to shit on it and just <laughs> spread shit just like Salvador Dali did. Is it Salvador Dali? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name is Salvador Dali. Uh, yeah. So to your point, um, do you want to kick us off or do I kick us off? Because to my point, I do have a few articles today that i do want to discuss because they are just crazy and i think so does gabby yeah, you saying gabby like stripping me out man tripping you out yeah why i don't know because you never directly call me that gabriella babe yeah babe so does babe babe also has stuff to say because babe <laughs> says stuff <laughs> all so right I talk to you in the third person like a like an object <laughs> I have one. Um, this one is about a t-shirt, and if you want it, you have to pay for it in your blood. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, so it's a Snoopy t-shirt, which is so great because who doesn't want a Snoopy t-shirt nowadays? But this is an interesting concept. It's a free 
quote-unquote free Snoopy t-shirt featuring the Red Cross emblem, um, which is now the new obsession online. And the only way that you can acquire this shirt is by donating blood, plasma, or platelets. Uh, The campaign created by Red Cross and Peanuts aims to encourage blood donation during April. TikTok videos featuring the shirt and promoting donation have gone viral with many young people introduced to blood donation through social media. So if you guys want to get your hands on this uh, exclusive t-shirt, for whatever reason you're just dying for this t-shirt, you'll have to quite literally die a little bit (laughs) by giving up some of your blood. You got to pay it in blood. Gotta sign the red dot <laughs> in blood. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of creepy and uh, very trippy. Um, but I feel—I don't know if I feel anything about that. Like, I get that it's trying to raise awareness towards you know blood drives, and I guess it works. But then, but then to me, it just always goes back to that whole like twenty-three and me thing. Like, I've never done one of those things because I'm just fearful of what they'll do with my data and with my yeah. DNA. So you spit into a tube and then you send it to somewhere that you don't even know where it is, like where it's actually going to. And then supposedly they 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 give you all these answers that you don't know if it's just made up or if it's just based off of probability. Like, like how do they do, like, how do they do that? Like, it doesn't, I, I don't know, but I'm not really a scientist myself. Um, so I can't really understand it. And maybe it's just me being ignorant towards things that I can't understand. But I just never trusted the idea of giving the the government anything unless un, unless it benefits me, mm. and that sounds super selfish. But it's like if I'm going for a checkup um, at at the doctor, and then I, I want to know if everything's right with myself, then okay, like I'll I'll agree to like giving you blood samples, you know. But if it's for something that they claim is for like charity and stuff you know um i don't know if they claim that it's for charity yeah and well it's for blood donation for like blood transfusions and stuff so yeah they have to figure out like your blood type and all that yeah right so i don't know like i like the idea of you meeting the person that you're going to give your blood to and actually just doing it side by side yeah versus giving it to an organized institution that's just gonna freaking send it off to somewhere else you know like that's my point i guess is that show me the person that needs my blood and i'll establish a connection with that person and then i want to see it happen the crazy thing i feel like it's just so much different than organs because in in organ cases they Actually, I think even in cases where a, an organ is donated to you, the the person that it's donated to can't find out for a number of time or something. Right, right. I think I don't know. I I'm not sure if I'm wrong that I'm wrong, but I think in I think blood is probably a little bit different because it's not uh, like it's done probably much more often mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i'm making up numbers and statistics now too yeah <laughs> like i make up a lot of stuff <laughs> but but i also think that that like there's no specific like you don't need a specific match mm-hmm. it just has to fall into the same blood type so right. then it's probably like in a in a room with all the vial like i don't know yeah because i i do remember uh joe rogan had a guest on his name is ct fletcher 
and he used to be like this this huge bodybuilder um, slash motivational speaker. And then they talked about how he had like this 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 very dire disease or slash dire health complication that required him to get someone else's heart. Mm. And so he went through a heart transplant and he found out, I think like months after the case, just like you said, uh, he later found out that the person who donated their heart was actually a woman. So, so obviously they get the heart right after the person is pronounced dead. Like they quickly extract it. If the person signs off and like says that they want to donate their body to science or whatever, and like, like be an organ donor. Um, and so they got this lady's heart, which is, I don't, I don't know if women's hearts are smaller than men's hearts. I think that's the case. <laughs> I would think they're like, larger. Come on, guys. Like smaller in size. I don't know. But it. But I read something about that, about like the chest capacity and the uh, rib cage sense. or whatever. I don't know. But my point being is that he got a woman's heart. And then he said that he would have dreams that he couldn't explain where he saw people that he didn't know. And so he kind of blew Joe Rogan's mind and he also blew my mind. And that's the reason why I still remember that episode is because like I started thinking about that idea. It's like we think that our brain is the only thing that retains memory. Mm -hmm. But I, I just think that that's a product of our poor understanding of like how the human body actually works in terms of like even esoteric beliefs, like 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 spiritual beliefs and whatnot. So essentially that posits the idea or the hypothesis of what if our individual cells also hold memory mm. and then that memory communicates with our central nervous system and that's how they're like this exchange happens and then it sends it up to our you know database and then maybe it's sent to our subconscious and then you have dreams and then and then you experience these memories and the same happens with buildings you know people say that what if ghosts and, and and evil spirits that haunt places is because of usually the bad things that happen in that space is usually a precursor to a haunted facility a haunted room and so what if those walls hold memory yeah because it's biological matter so what if every biological matter no matter the size is capable of holding memories and so then it expresses those memories through these esoteric things that happen or through the embodiment and the creation of this entity. Like we don't understand this, this mm. part of the universe and this part of reality. And I feel like science will eventually one day catch up to it. But like, that's my theory is that everything holds memory. That I feel like that makes a lot of sense because even, um, even people who have like a pain tolerance, right? Yeah. You like, you, just like you said, it's like each cell has like, you know, could be storing its own memory. Mm -hmm. And so even something like that, and maybe that's why like people who get tattoos and then they get tatted on their whole body, yeah. you know, there's just like some, I don't know, like maybe the the memory of that sensation makes it so that it's not as painful, even though it still is a painful process. Right. Kind of thing, yeah. just an example. But yeah, yeah well, everything you said makes a lot of sense too. I never put thought of it in those terms. Yeah, it's just interesting if you think about it. I wanted to say that I tried to donate blood when I was 18. Yeah. Um, but I was underweight. 
so they didn't accept you yeah like i think you have to be 110 pounds or something and yeah. and i was 18 and i weighed like 90 pounds and so the lady was like yeah you need to step on this scale because i'm not sure you qualify and i was yeah. like what i was like what do you mean i'm 110 pounds like i was telling her like i have to be and yeah. then and yeah. then she and then obviously when i found out that i was 95 pounds and i couldn't donate blood i ended up going to portugal that summer and just eating bread with nutella every day just <laughs> just, just to gain weight and and guess what in one month i gained 20 pounds yeah just bread yeah just bread guys yeah portuguese people love bread it's crazy i mean it's pretty good yeah, but um, I was going to say that I don't know how many people know this about me, but um, and this is this might freak a, like freak a few people out. But I've always been very sensitive to like needles and blood. Mm. So I've 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 always been I've always been I've always been <laughs> squeamish when it comes to like seeing blood and the thought of blood makes me feel nauseous. I just can't do it. And what's funny is that when I turned 18, my dad, he worked at this facility um, in Brazil. He worked within this healthcare sector, which I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think he was like the, the basically he was a person that would receive the, the dead bodies that they would retrieve from like accidents and stuff that he would also go into the field and, and he would basically scoop up body like body parts from like accidents and stuff and then take it back to this location where they would basically open up the body take out the organs clean it up and then prepare it for embalming essentially mm. or he would actually do the embalming as well so my dad was in that profession I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still in that profession but my point is when i turned 18 because i was in school uh f finishing high school thinking about going into medical school he thought it was a good idea to take me in to like experience and see the work that he does and to just like see it up close and just get a better feel and understanding if that's actually what I want. And the irony, long story short or short story long, is that I witnessed him kind of like chain, not kind of like chainsawing this deceased lady's body and just opening up her skull taking out her brain showing her brain to me showing the the dark parts in the brain that were a product from like um home abuse from her husband and then and then and then he would take notes down and report it later to the police all of his findings and he opened her stomach gutted her like took out all the organs and at first i i i remember feeling like this cold sweat just just running down my my spine but then after a few seconds it just normalized mm. and then i just was like intrigued and then i just went like with him i i helped him kind of like sew her back up and stuff but that's the irony is that i'm to this day squeamish whenever i see blood or think about blood and needles i hate needles <laughs> yeah but i've seen in a human body in the worst possible condition that I think most people living will never experience. And I've experienced it. Mm. And that still did not set a precedent for me to be desensitized towards needles. It's just this, <laughs> th this irrational fear of blood. Like even taking my dog today to like take out blood, 
I didn't even look at it. Like I, I just kept focusing on him because I felt these like weird sensations of just, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of taking out blood from a body. Yeah. It's just weird. But I don't know how many of you guys have experienced a similar thing. I bet it's very rare, if at all. But it was one of the gnarliest experiences. And then after seeing that and going through that whole process with my dad, I came to the realization at the time that I did 100% want to go into medical school. You did want to? Yeah, because I found it fascinating. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. And that actually drove me to studying harder to try to get like try to get into a medical school. But then after a period of time, I just kind of for, like forgot about it, quote unquote. And then I just realized that I just didn't want to go to school anymore because school is not for me. I'm not the type of person who does well in in a linear form of learning environment. Mm -hmm. I identify more as a creative than anything else. And so I do do my best within a chaotic environment where everything's just non-linear and unorthodox by nature so i just can't deal with other people's authority you know more spontaneous yeah yeah i'm the same way Hashtag college dropout yeah but yeah i i can't say the same i mean I, i've seen a dead body before but really definitely rare. not gutted rare. i've seen my the a priest at my church they mm. did like an open casket that was the first and last um, time I've seen one. Yeah. And then leading up to this thing, I witnessed a bunch of open caskets of like family members and family friends. I've you know. never had to go through a family death yeah. yet. So <laughs> I did. Uh, let's hope not for maybe another 10, 20 years. Let's yeah. push it until I'm in a better space mentally. I feel like it will matter. Like I'm going to be the type of person that'll just like crumble um but yeah I, that like i've just never had that with blood i don't know yeah, i'm actually when i'm bleeding like from my finger like i can have like a deep yeah. cut and then i'm just like oh You'll yeah be, like, squeezing it i'm like bleeding and and i'm just like yeah i'm like squeezing it out <laughs> i'm just and having i'm fun. always like oh dude like, <laughs> like don't do that shit the fuck sometimes i like you guys ever like have like have the corner of your finger bleeding and you just start like sucking on it never had that blood case. suckers oh yeah you're blood sucker and that's vampire. why i'm that's why i look young you know I went to go pick us up food somewhere, and then the guy was like, how old are you, 14? I was like, 14? I'm freaking 23. <laughs> he was like, are you in school? Like, it was, he was probably like, why the hell is this bitch, like, skipping Whoa. class? <laughs> it's the guy from Cadoba. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then I was like, I was like, no, I'm not in school. And then yeah. he, he's like, you're not in high school? I was like, no, he's like college. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And then he's like, how old, like, how old are you? I'm like, 23. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, guys. And I can't, I obviously can't pass for buying cigarettes or anything that you need to get carded. Yeah, she'll always get carded. I'll, yeah, for and the I, rest of my life. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And I never get carded anymore because I have a beard. <laughs> and i just always look tired and just depressed yeah which is just life's toll on me i think it's because i dress all cute guys like i dress like gen z yeah you know like i'm so gen z guys yeah but speaking of super young people right this headline is gonna lead a lot of people to be like what the fuck like is that real but if you want if it brings you um ease of mind i would highly recommend you just whipping out your phone 
And while you're listening to this, just go to Google and search it up because it's very much it's very much a real thing, unfortunately. Um, the Dalai Lama apologizes after video surfaces of him kissing a child. The Dalai Lama Dali. has a Dalai Lama. Yeah. Okay, let me do that again. <laughs> okay. So the Dalai Lama apologizes after video surfaces of him kissing a child. The Dalai Lama has apologized after a video emerged showing him kissing a child on the lips and asking him to suck my tongue at an event in northern India. The 87-year-old Buddhist leader's office said he regrets the incident and often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way. Many questioned the Dalai Lama's sanity and called the incident pedophilia. Mm. among other criticisms online. So there's literally a video of the Dalai Lama sticking his tongue out to this kid. No, no, first, first, okay. The kid approaches the Dalai Lama and he says to him, uh, kiss me here. And then he extends his cheek and then the kid kisses his cheek. And then after that, the Dalai Lama probably thinks, oh, like how, like how far can I push this, you know? Or maybe he just forgets that he's in public right now and on a stage and, and, and he just thinks of what he did last night. And then, I don't know, because all these people are freaks. Um, he tells the kid to kiss him on the lips. And then he, he just basically goes like, okay, now kiss me here. And then kisses him on the lips. And then he puts his forehead against the kid's forehead and sticks his tongue out. And then tells him to suck my, like, suck my tongue now. What the and and the video that i saw it cuts off like while the like as the kid is getting super close because i think maybe people don't want to put that shit out there because it's just weird but i don't know if the kid sucked his tongue and i would believe that all like all of these religious nuts by the way like people who are ideologically possessed like that's a real thing i don't worship any idols i don't subscribe to any organized religion i've said this countless times before and I feel sorry for, for people who are completely brainwashed by these institutions because, because they are led to believe that these people are direct descendants of, of the Messiah, of God, mm. of all these things. And this is a common trick that has been used since the dawn of time. It's like this is how you control masses is by, is by dangling this unseeable force that, that governs all of existence and that's always watching you. But anyways, it's just crazy because people would 100% suck his tongue. And if they will suck his mm. tongue, they will also suck his dick. Yeah. Because they they probably think that, that that it has healing properties and stuff. And by the way, this is what most cult leaders usually end up doing. It's like every cult finishes in a sex cult. Mm. Every single leader takes advantage of his followers. And so to think that, oh, like this religion, like, oh, like this religion is the only true religion. No, this religion is the only true religion. Like we get all those, like all those comments all the time. People saying that, oh, like this religion is the real true religion. No, oh, this one. But guess what? No one knows. And for all we know, it could all be fake. Mm. And this is just me going on a rant because I hate seeing people who are so sure about everything. It's like, what, like what proof do you have? Yeah. Because you have no proof. There is no proof. It's okay to have faith in a better future, faith in yourself, belief in yourself, self-belief, self-confidence. Great. But I'm just tired of all, because that's what this leads to is my point. It's like, then you have your, your kids 
fucking blowing priests and pastors and shit. Right, because... Because you trust them, because they speak the holy word of the Lord, which, by the way, comes from a book that's been, ex like, aggressively edited by every major leader of its time. So to believe and think that anything in the Bible is from original text is completely bonkers to me. It's like you are you you have to be so stupid in my opinion. And I'm I'm like it just genuinely pisses me off because I've always been against hyper religious people because I grew up around hyper religious people and I all I saw was their shortcomings. All I saw was their short-sightedness. All I all, all I saw was their inability to actually see reality for what it is. And all I see it as is an addiction to to block yourself from actually viewing the world and viewing reality. And that's it. Like the Bible is at best a good philosophy book. And so is every other religious text. And if that makes you be like, oh my God, I don't like these people anymore. I'm going to unfollow. Good riddance. You, you know, because like to me, it's all about being open-minded and questioning everything. And that's what Mentally Gone is about. And I just needed to get that off my chest because things like this really anger me where kids become, you know, targets and they've always been targets. Why? Because if God exists, then children are the closest connection to God. Mm. And so I do think that there is evil in the world. And I think that a lot of people like to just, just be Feed evil. off of it too. Right. So, you know, Satanists do exist. Maybe God does exist. Maybe like, who knows? But my point is that they will always target children because if God exists, then children are the closest resemblance to God because we are made in the image of God, supposedly. And so that's why I just have like a lot, like a very strong opinion and, and I don't care. And they're the purest form of human because right. they, they've yet to commit like real sin. Right. Unquote. So that's why these groups target children because it's their way of saying fuck you to God. Because like that's how you, you hurt God. Right. And this is starting from like, obviously starting from a point where you assume that God is real or that there is a God. And I'm not saying that there isn't a God because I do believe in a higher power, but I'm just saying that it's probably not anything anyone believes in. Probably not. Everybody, I bet everybody got it wrong. And that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. Uh, I also don't believe like um the stories in the bible you know yeah for like i don't take it in a literal sense and and i'm sure some people do like some people do believe that uh you know jesus made a blind man see jesus walked on water jesus uh fed hundreds of people with uh two fish and one loaf of bread you know right. But in the way that I've always seen it was that those were all like analogies and metaphors for a lesson. And that's why every passage in the Bible, like it offers you a reassurance. Let's say like it'll say like God is there with you. But every passage always follows with a but. Yeah. And then following that but is like what you have to do. Right. And so everything in the Bible, like sure, it's like offering you faith and like hope in you know eternity with god or whatever else like offering you hope to push through struggles etc but there's there's also something that you have to do to and and that's why i think ev like all of it is it's like 
a guidance. It's like a guidance to get you through. Right. And and so it should be taken like that, like some like a guide, but not everything literally or like everything, every single word ha- holds like all this weight, you know? Yeah. 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 Because look, if if you were to um, like if our society were to vanish and then another uh, uh, another generation or species of humans were to develop, you know, hundreds of thousands of years from now. Um, and, and they uncovered written comic book stories or written articles about Iron Man describing Iron Man, this, uh, being who would shoot light from his hands and who would have light emanating from his chest and he would fly. He could walk on levitate over water. It's like basically what, what you're buying into is a, a very old kind of like just narrative and just storytelling. Like that's all it is in my opinion. Because I do not believe, and I'll stand adamantly within this position, it's like I don't believe that what we are given by the higher-ups are, are pure and unaltered and undoctored. It's not. The odds of that is zero. That's why the Vatican has a library, which is, by the way, heavily guarded at all times. No one has access to the Vatican library. And people don't question why, why not? Is it because maybe that's where the original texts are that maybe expose everything as a lie? Maybe, probably. But I just wanted to to finish off this religious topic. The reason why I'm also going on a rant is because we got an email, a complaint from a person named Martha uh, regarding the Balenciaga Pope episode. They said in quote, Jesus had bad hair, like black people have bad hair, question mark. No, cut that part ASAP. That is so wrong to say on so many levels. Oh my God, please don't talk like that about black people because I actually like you guys. First of all, it's like, it's like everything gets put out of context. You know, like, why is it that everybody's so like sensitive? First of all, it's like black people do have bad hair. Mm. Do they not? When compared to like the, the not not bad hair, but it's it's like usually that's what people say. Is it not? It's like when when I go to get my haircut, right? I have a like the background of my mom's family is black. And so I don't have straight hair. I have like wavy kind of like bad Text, hair. Textured hair. Yeah, bad hair. And so that's just... <laughs> It's just a fact. It's like good hair, great hair. Like good hair is like hair that's like, you know, but I do get this person's point and to, and I would like blame, I guess, society standards of hair, but like saying good hair, bad hair, like that's all it is. I get that, you know, having like some people have beautiful afros and that is good hair, right? It can't be judged as good or bad hair, but I'm saying like, the point that I was making, which got taken out of context, and this is why I hate the internet and I hate people's ability to like use context clues, is that I was comparing the Jesus image that is used right now today that people worship with the long, luxurious, long, hair. luxurious, beautiful Thor-like, silky, yeah, silky, silky hair mm-hmm. compared to to what it probably was, which it wasn't high maintenance hair like that. It was probably bad hair. 
And then if you consider the context of history where of when Jesus was alive, people weren't washing their hair all the time. So guess what? Most people, if not everyone, including black people, had bad hair. Mm-hmm. Unless you were a noble person, unless you were in higher society, elite society. So like that was my point. But then it gets taken out of context and applied into like today's society. Oh no, like don't talk about black people. You guys are racist. It's like, first of all, I can't even be racist. I I, I suffered bullying. I, I suffered racism growing up in Brazil because I'm a little bit darker than everybody else was. So mm. how am I going to be like, how are you going to talk to me about racism? It's just super stupid. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply yeah and and that's another thing too like i feel like exactly what you were saying it's just the beauty standards you know like great hair is like brad pitt you know brad pitt has great hair compared to him i have bad hair by the way right so like even i have bad hair like the word bad if you if you took the word bad as like a uh you know, stereotype of like textured hair, it just meant that it's not like the word bad just meant that it's not this like a uh, supermodel level hair. Right. Which uh, is what Jesus's image has. Is, is depicted as right. He it's like perfect it's hair. shiny. Like it, it's literally shining in yeah. some of those pictures. I'm like, damn, like he like even in the crucifixion pictures. Yeah. Like him like getting you know crucified and stuff like paintings of that his hair is still like perfectly intact right i'm like how the hell like how would his hair besides the point guys the point is that it wasn't meant that like if you have afro textured hair that it's bad hair Mm -hmm. you know or if your hair is just curlier that it's bad hair whatever the case is like it it's just literally you know unfortunately the way the society has painted these things to us and speaking of painting these things i think that we talked about it on the last episode as well but just to wrap up this whole jesus and this whole religious part of this episode speaking of painting images like again if you didn't know this the current image of jesus christ that's used in today's society that people have his image hung on their walls that people worship his image all the time around the world billions of people the stereotypical image of jesus is actually of a guy named cesare borgia who at the height of the italian renaissance was one of the most powerful families in all of existence and it just so happened that under the power of pope alexander the sixth who was his father decided to use him as as the image of jesus christ for the western world Mm. and so even the image of jesus is fake that is not jesus that is cesare borgia look it up cesare borgia and he was also the gay lover of leonardo da vinci 
And that's why Leonardo drew so many depictions of Jesus because he was deeply in love with the family and the family was also compensating him very handsomely. So you are praising and worshiping a gay idol, a gay representation of an idol that again is depicted in this text that has 100% been edited tirelessly and word for word, you are believing, reciting these things and just feeding into the system, which is why I don't subscribe to organized religion. Mm. And that's just my point. And yeah. Jesus was probably black, maybe brown. Who knows? He was not this white, pristine, noble guy with yeah. beautiful blue eyes and beautiful hair. He's not. Yeah, I'm I sorry still, to break it to you. I still forget that it's blue eyes because I'm like, I, I could have sworn Jesus had brown eyes no, in those pictures. It's lightning blue eyes. That's crazy. It's crazy blue eyes. One last thing I wanted to say about the Dalai Lama was that in 2019, there was an interview in which he said that if there should be a female Dalai Lama that should succeed him, then she should be more attractive. Yeah, dude, this um, guy's a freak. He I'm also apologized for that interview that was in 2019. So, I mean, this guy doesn't have a great track record. All I'm going to say is that this guy 100% attends all of the pizza parties of the elites, if if you know what I mean. Him, yeah. Pope, the, the Pope, and every other person that you deem to be divine and holy, they're the complete opposite. I bet a million dollars. Not to mention that the Pope, the current sitting Pope, said that there's a demon roaming Vatican. Hmm. So he confirmed that there's a demon, which was right after the previous Pope passed away. And so people are believing that the previous Pope was, in fact, a very powerful demon. That's crazy. And he's roaming the Vatican. And so if it's such a holy place, then demons don't want to frequent a holy place. Yeah. Explain that. You can't. I no one can. Yeah, I have no words. Yeah, no one can, dude. I do have a an article here. This is actually some good news. I'm always here to bring the good news, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry if I was more aggressive today. It's just that I'm just tired of all this freaking brainwashing and propaganda and then me being ironically crucified for like things that people take out of context. I'm just tired. And I'm just giving you guys a very, a very real sense of what to expect when it comes to me at least i'm gonna always speak my mind i'm not gonna be crippled by attention and this idea that all oh, this amount of people listen to every podcast episode you better be careful advertisers don't like that mm. everyone can fuck off and if you like who i am if you like that i have strong opinions about things if you like that i think independently for myself then you're more than welcome if not the door's right there yeah you know what i re the other day i posted a video of andrew tate talking about how the government takes away your freedom and then and then gives gives you in t in oh, what's the word i'm looking for in turn of taking away your freedom they give you a big helping of safety he said mm. and then saying that uh he was like comparing like oh like we can't put your opinions on youtube because it's dangerous like you can't go outside because of the virus yeah. and it's dangerous uh, you can't travel in between countries without that injection because it's dangerous. And then saying that the the government, these higher ups, will take away your freedom and then give you safety in return. And then so that people are like, oh, like at least I'm safe, you know. Right, but you're I, never safe because right. it's just the illusion of safety is what they give you. 
And then the statement that he made at the very end, which I agreed with, he was saying that you were safer before when you can have an opinion and you can say something without getting arrested for saying something that they don't like. Right. And you were safer before when you can have your own opinions. Right? I 100% agree with that. And I posted that on my story and I was like, say what you want about this guy. But what he said here is nothing but the truth. Right. And a few people actually unfollowed me. Really? Yeah. Great. And I was like, bye. Like, I really don't care. Like, sure, he might have said other things that could have been offensive or whatever. But has I feel like hasn't everyone said something Everybody. that might have rubbed someone the wrong way? Everybody. If you said it to a loved one, if you said it to your friend, if you said it to your boss, if you said it to your, you know, yeah. everyone has said something that rubbed someone the wrong way. So it's 100%. like you cannot satisfy everybody. And that's why if you have an opinion, stick with it. And if, if you feel strongly about it, stick with it. And that's it. Like, don't let people try to yep. guilt trip you into thinking a different way that isn't your own right right and i agree 100 percent. and and also having an open mind is what i mean by the idea of like sticking to an opinion being confident in something that you actually believe in but also being open enough where you are open to being proven wrong or right when it comes to that opinion yeah so it could be that i have like this ultra crazy religious revelation within the next few days and then and then all of a sudden i become like a born again christian you never know but i'm always open to any possibility but it's just that from what i've seen and from what i simulate from the world and and just observing everything around me these are my opinions and these are my thoughts yeah and i feel like it's become more and more blatant and and that's part of the wide awakening you know people are waking up more and more in masses in droves but there are still people who are deliberately blind or willing, willingly blind is what I would say. Mm -hmm. And that's at your own fault. It's like you're, you're going to be the one that's going to have to pay for that. Yeah. Eventually, you know. I have some good news. I don't know if it's good news, but it's it's in it, it could definitely be impactful in a good way. But obviously it's not a perfect world. But there's a company that's developing bioengineered trees for the future. And this environmental tech startup called Living Carbon has developed genetically engineered poplar trees that can grow up to 53% faster than unmodified ones. The company plans to plant these trees on degraded land in Georgia and Pennsylvania to reduce atmospheric carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide, CO2. Yeah. Um, and establish permanent uh, forests that will continuously produce oxygen. Living Carbon aims to remove over 600 million tons of carbon pollution with its tech. Um, obviously, it's not a perfect world. They can't plant the, you know, unmodified trees and yeah. then start, you know, growing in these places. Um but I do feel like this is a cool step. Like this is like, this is the technology, in my opinion, technology being used in a good way. So I'm, I'm always going to play the devil's advocate. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I figured because yeah, I yeah. also have devil's advocate opinion on this too, like yeah. modified with what, you know? <laughs> and just because also today I just woke up and chose violence. Um, yeah. But I just want to say that I don't know how I feel about genetically modified trees. Mm. 
you know i feel i feel as if everything is is gearing towards something that's synthetic and just human human altered and human made maybe including trees now so mm. it might get to a point where oh to fix the def deforestation of the amazon we're gonna just substitute every tree that we've taken every uh legacy tree real tree and we're just gonna plant you know two of these artificially inseminated trees that have growth hormones or whatever they whatever the fuck they use to actually make it grow faster yeah but my point is i i'd like to believe that it's a good thing but again i'm just always super skeptical because the same applies to the whole climate change uh lab grown meat that people are literally growing using cells from animals and and it causes no harm to the animal and they just grow these synthetic meats and i just can't get behind it a hundred percent thinking wow yeah this is this is a better future to me a better future will always involve eating an actual animal right if you're a carnivore then you eat an actual animal if you're a vegetarian then preferably you grow your own vegetables and you monitor that whole process and you you know test the soil quality and you don't use any pesticides and and anything that's too invasive and you just figure it out and eat it as fresh as you can but anytime like i saw this video on on tiktok of them showing the inside process of how they excuse me of how these major companies prepare your meat your um steaks and it just showed this this fat piece of steak going down a conveyor belt and then bunch of needles and and just water being like poked in it and then injected with like a bunch of stuff that that they claim is to help with the taste and the juiciness and the freshness and the preserving of the meat but we don't know like again it always goes back to like we don't know Mm. We like to think that we can trust all these companies, that we can trust labels and we can trust the the FDA and the freaking whatever the fuck it is. But we can't trust anything. Like, I don't trust anything. I'm always very skeptical. Yeah. And that's why I like going to Brazil and going to my grandma's farm and knowing that everything she cooks there is like from her farm. It's like yeah. it's like they killed a cow and they're now making this feast or or they just killed this pig and now there's bacon, you know, like it's just all like right there and you know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And it tastes different. It always tastes different. Yeah. I just I wanted to say, like I said that this was good news. Um, obviously, I'm against like the whole uh, like if everything could be natural, then then obviously that would be the way to go. But that's why I said it's not an ideal world where that's possible. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's crazy to think that if we if we were to be able to do something like this that could benefit us in the long run, then maybe in the future we'd be able to plant tree, you know, like yeah. plant real trees and and bring it back and whatever. But saving saving the world from like the overload of carbon dioxide you know mm -hmm. i feel like that is obviously like i just read here that it says um something like if there were 10 more of these companies like uh i forgot how they worded it but basically if there were 10 more of these companies like doing the same thing then that's it like that that would solve climate change right here look 
Oh, if you have a thousand, not 10, if you have a thousand companies like Living Carbon with a 10% success rate at removing one gigaton of carbon, of carbon, that's actually it. That's it. That's actually what you need to do to solve climate change. Right. So it would take a thousand of these companies just with a 10% success rate to undo, you know, all of the damage that we've done. Yeah. And in my opinion, that like that would be great in the long run because that would benefit agriculture. It would benefit environment and everything longer term. Like it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Right. Um, so that's the only reason I thought that it was a good news. Like, sure, it's synthetic. It's not a real tree. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll take a while to grow and stuff. But yeah, yeah. If it does what it needs to do, which is provide oxygen. And it's not boosted. Well, that's another thing. It's like you don't know what it's modified with. So that that's the only thing that sucks. But um, if it really is just supernatural, like it's just a natural thing, then that's great in yeah. my eyes. So just to wrap this uh, full circle and to bring everything full circle, because um, we're almost at one hour, I'm just going to read this last article, which ties in your trees thing. And it also ties in religion. And it, oh, yeah. and it proves my point of just how stupid human beings actually really are. Um, the article reads, This tree grew a phallus shape and now people are worshipping it. A tree in a cassava field in Nakhon Rachasima, Thailand, has become an object of reverence after it grew a protrusion resembling a penis. Villagers from all around the world, no, no, sorry, villagers from all around have poured in bringing different offerings to the tree. They believe the conspicuous outgrowth could bring them good luck and fortune, particularly in the lottery. Locals said a clam vendor won $61,000 in the lottery after praying to the auspicious tree. This, ladies and gentlemen, proves exactly my point earlier. All it takes is one person to craft a narrative that makes a belief something that that everybody should adopt. Mm. So one person did did something superstitious and prayed to this tree that just has something that 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 looks like a penis protruding from it, and they thought, oh, like this is a tree of prosperity. This is a tree of fertility. I <laughs> shall sacrifice my kids to it, and I shall be whatever uh, rich and famous. And that's how it, like, that's how humanity basically started, and that's what they still do, is that you always present a sacrifice, and then you are led to believe that your immediate sacrifice and 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 devotion is enough to justify any future wins, mm. or will result in future wins. And I find this like a perfect example. It's like that's what every organized religion is, except the tree with the penis is usually just a different thing. Like it's just swapped out with like a picture of an idol, a picture yeah. of a person, a picture of an entity. And then people go and worship it because they want personal gain. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think that uh, sacrificing to this tree, like I don't obviously I don't think sacrificing at all is the way to go ever. Um, but unfortunately, that's how some people think yeah, because they're so they brainwashed. Would, that's what they would do with the Baal. Baal. Yeah, exactly. You know, like they would sacrifice children to a statue of a of a horned bull because they believe that that entity 
was this ancient like ancient deity that would mm. grant them you know rich in fortune and that's what artists to this day still do like they they sell their souls propagate this imagery of like satan and like lucifer why because the people who control the people in the elites maybe want to just defy christianity because they have beef or and that's why they push the image of the villain more and that's why they double down on the villain and make the villain win you never know dude like it could be something so simple that has nothing to do with like spirituality or heaven and hell and just has to do with like human beef you know what i'm saying yeah. like it could be like the head of the illuminati used to have uh beef with the head of the church and because the the head of the church sl slept with the guy's wife and now the head of the illuminati made a vow that his institution will 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 just worship the big bad guy that the enemy worshiped yeah. So, oh yeah, well, I'm going to make Satan popular. Now I'm going to use all of my leverages and Satan will be more pow like popular than God. And, and maybe that's all it was. And just for clarification, when Callie says beef for people who are uh, not millennials, oh, yeah. Gen, Gen X and Gen... Conflict. Uh, beef just means, yeah, it just means like... A conflict, hatred. Conflict, right. Animosity. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like there's because we do have audience that are over like 35 and older stuff. people. Yeah. Yeah. Like older than because obviously the way the demographics show it to us is like uh, the teenagers and the, you know, then the t mid 20 people and then above 30. Yeah. And they just classify like everyone above 35 as just that, like you're 35 plus. So you're right. <laughs> like it's usually just like a general which is funny, but yeah, they, I mean, if you didn't know what beef was, now you know what it means to have beef. Not literal you know. beef. You're not like, you know, cutting some steaks off of a <laughs> off yeah. of a cow and having some beef. So with that being said, though, oh. like, like, let's just, oh, no, wait. So so with that, with, with all that being said, I just wanted to say that let's establish beef against unidimensional ways of thinking and yeah. and let's all put an effort to just be open-minded and question absolutely everything like let's just try to put an effort into doing that and you will see how much your your perspective and outlook on life changes on a fundamental level you know mm. and again I, i'm i think i classify myself as agnostic which is not an atheist because i do believe like i feel things I feel, I feel like there are times when I'm so in tune with quote unquote God, with quote unquote universe, with quote unquote, whatever you want to call it. I feel very in tune with it to a point where I feel like I even receive like messages. I feel I, I, I receive messages through intuition, through dreams, through all these, like there are moments in my life where I felt very in tune. So I'm not denying that there's something else because I a hundred percent believe that there is but I'm just saying question everything that's man-made. Everything that has gone through a countless filter funnel of just human interests, human ideologies, human control, human power, greed. Question all of it, dude, because that's the only way that you'll actually find. I, ironically enough, that's the only way that you'll find true salvation mm. is by coming to peace and grips with the fact that everything that's been told to you is probably fake it's probably not real it's probably not for your best interest yeah and and it starts with it starts you know with the government starts with school systems teachers curriculums it starts with 
sometimes your own parents. Yeah, mo like agendas <clears throat> aren't just for the the opposing side that you're on. No, yeah. Quote unquote. Like every side has an agenda. Yep. Um and sometimes you're like you're you could just be too deep in your perspective that you can't see the agenda being pushed on your side of the coin. And that's why it's called ideologically possessed. Right. Because you become incapable of seeing what's right in front of you because all you can see is just the doctrines of that cult. Yeah. You know? Um, I have another good news article. All right. And I then like, we'll wrap it up with you. Yeah. Guys, I like these good news things. Um, good cop, bad cop. It here. really reminds me, like, it reminds me that the world is not all that bad. The world is not doomed. I was going to get into, like, AI stuff today, but I'll save it for tomorrow, um, which I'll have to figure out, like, a little adjective word for Tuesdays. Like, maybe it's... Uh, uh, tameless tuesdays or something tameless. like i don't know tasteless no not tasteless because that's what people would say about this episode of the podcast you guys are so tasteless i used to love you guys but yeah. then that guy that atheist he's <laughs> he's whatever that guy with the beard yeah but little do they know that my only goal is just to shed as much light on everything in life and to question everything yeah and if you don't agree like you you know what like you People, then you're not ready no, for the but awakening. What I was going to say is that people, you guys don't have to agree with everything. Like, that's the problem with the world is that if someone doesn't agree with the one thing that you feel like strongly about, yeah. that's it. Like, you, you they already don't want to establish any kind of like conversation with you. And I feel like that's what the problem with the world is and why there's like, you know, there's, there's literally a separation between two groups of exactly. people like two political parties to whatever it is and and i feel like that's just not the way like just because someone has a differing opinion than yours on one thing that doesn't. that doesn't mean that this you should just discard the idea of ever you know being open to communicating with this person or hearing them out or whatever which is what marta wanted me to do is cut that part out asap but yeah. guess what, Marta? I'm not cutting that part out. And I just explained what that part meant. And now we should be able to move on. Yeah. But again, like some people, it, they like nowadays, it's they find it hard to move on. Then again, that's on you. Yeah, that's you. know, you. Yeah. everyone has their own opinion and that's it. Like, that's why even you saying like, oh, uh, then you could just stay asleep. Like I figured I figured now that instead of telling people that they're asleep, it's like, I'm just going to have my opinion and you either, you either understand it or you don't. And if you don't, then, then, you know, yeah. then, then that's it. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do to go dig deeper to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just go figure it out. Yeah. And, and I'm going to figure my stuff out. Exactly. And that's all. And that's why I'm done telling people like I used to you saw like I was arguing with a lady on TikTok telling her to get out of the matrix and stuff. And, and she she literally guys, she deleted her account because I threatened to show I threatened like funnily. I was like, I wonder what your patients would think if they saw the way that you were speaking to a stranger online because this lady attacked me out of nowhere when I told her that people shouldn't eat 
Well, I didn't even say that people shouldn't eat seed oils. I just said that Carnivore MD said that yeah. seed oils weren't good. And this lady just like went berserk. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, like I have nothing. She started calling me a nutritionist. I was like, I never called myself a nutritionist. Right, because I do believe that there is such thing as um the calcification of your pineal gland. And I do think that that's something that, you know, the elites and the powers that be like, they don't want you to be a free thinker. Like they love the idea of, of organized religion. They love the conflict and the polarization, you know, the polarizing nature of politics, religion, sports. They love that shit, dude, because mm. the, because because that's what Nero in fucking Rome would do. You know, it's like give the people bread and circus and yeah. and they'll be in control. You know, like that's what they did at the Coliseum. Like that's what they would do. Is just basically give people a, a show, be it a bloodbath, preferably a bloodbath, because humans love just just violence, you know, because we're innately, I think, evil beings. And then we try to cater to societal standards mm. because of the way that society is architected, if that makes sense. But I think that innately, like, people are more bad than good. And, and that's why we have such a fucked up world, because it takes more effort for you to be good nowadays than it does for you to be bad. It's easy for you to be bad. Yeah. And so that's what I think is that there are foods and there are things that are, are designed and and marketed for you as being good for you. But guess what? It's all it's all a trick. Like that's the unfortunate nature of life is that we have put way too much trust in people who deem themselves to be authorities. And that's why we have these underqualified people in power. That's why we have underqualified people in classrooms. That's why we have underqualified parents. That's what... That's why. And then as a result, we become, become underqualified humans and, and civilians. And and that's why you have to break out of the matrix. And that's what the matrix means to me is just question everything. Yeah. Literally question everything. Yeah. Like, don't be too trusting in everything that you see online. Not just online, but or anything. Yeah. Question your government, question your representatives, your teachers, question your parents, which I don't think people do enough. It's like <laughs> question everyone. Because <laughs> question parents, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to be a victim to ideological possession, period. Yeah. All right, but you had one last one because yeah. we're already over an hour ago. Oh, sorry. And I, I wanted to say really quickly about the whole, like, even what you eat and stuff, there was a guy on TikTok that you showed me that mm -hmm. said that the there's an ingredient inside of Lucky Charms and I'm sure in other cereals that is used as like a cleaner for like prepping for paint. Right, right, Um. Right. So yeah, stop feeding your kids Lucky Charms and that's all I'll say. If you want to find any more information, just search Lucky Charms bad and you'll probably find it all over the place. Yeah, put no, uh type in Lucky Charms cl uh, uh, cleaning ingredient. Or trisodium phosphate it's called if i remember the exact ingredient. Trisodium phosphate. Some I'm, crazy shit, dude. Yeah, so stop putting product cleaner uh, ingredient inside of your kids and Stop eating cereal, which by the way, i now crave a lot now out of nowhere. I am craving Captain Crunch cereal because I haven't eaten it in so many years. And he doesn't like the berry ones, no, guys. No, I like the simple one. He likes the plain Captain Crunch with nothing in it. Yeah, that's the best one, dude, with some milk. We Ooh. need, like, a poll really quick. Like, which one is better, the Captain Crunch berry ones? Captain Crunch. Or the ones that, that Callie is saying, the plain, just literally just the freaking little cereal. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, my really quick good news is that India's tiger population has now surpassed 3,000. Um, it's risen to 3,167, according to the latest census released by PM Modi, making a significant success for the country's tiger conservation project. Nice. Project Tiger was launched in 1973 due to habitat loss, hunting, and poaching. India now has 53 tiger reserves up from the original nine. India is home to 70% of the world's tigers, and the population has nearly doubled since 2006. So that's some great news. I love seeing also apparently recently scientists have discovered like a new whale species and a new species of penguin that is like six feet tall. Huh. I don't know how accurate that is. Six feet tall penguin? Yeah. Damn. And apparently it's called like an emperor titan. Like it's larger than the emperor penguin. Damn, that's the penguin from Super Mario. Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate information. Again, everything you read online, I need to see it to believe it. Yeah, uh, show me this penguin. Let me see it. <laughs> this is one of those things that I do need to see to believe. Um, yeah. Unlike my god. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, guys. Shots fired. No, it's a. Jo it was a joke because I've also have like I also do still have those moments where I feel agnostic. That was a. That was just a joke. But yeah, I get it. <laughs> Callie's getting all defensive. I get defensive. <laughs> I don't care. Um. But yeah. <sighs> Anyways, that's some good news. We can all celebrate. So. It's, it's five o'clock somewhere and guess what it's actually almost five o'clock here so we we'll be taking a lot of stuff to do today we'll be taking a drink of of uh water piss i was gonna say water i'm gonna pee in a cup and drink it um because unlike you guys i'm not putting toxic chemicals in my body so quit vaping quit drinking quit eating bullshit and and quit worshiping false idols and being deceived and you will thrive yeah happy easter period all right uh with that being said guys thank you for listening um i'm very curious to see what the uh influx of emails and uh just complaints is going to be about this you particular episode you shouldn't think i'm just that. saying that yeah. no i'm saying that playfully because like, like i said a few minutes ago i genuinely don't care about other people's opinion anymore but we're not attracting that either. So if you want to do that, a strong ask yourself if it's worth it. So yeah. if you're going to be one of those people, like ask yourself if it's worth it. Cause and ask yourself I'm whether gonna, or not you can handle the truth because you can't handle the truth. And I was going to say, and I was going to say, if you think that your email will be read on the next podcast, it absolutely won't. Like right, we're right, going right. to delete it. I don't want to give that, that, that wrong idea. Um, I just addressed Martha's uh, email because it just tied into this topic. But just know that uh, hate emails, comments and stuff, when I do catch them, because when we post on Reels, for example, and, and um, TikTok, you know, it's impossible to like keep up with everything. But if if by chance I see like a negative comment, as I'm like just just scrolling through it or opening the app, I immediately just block that person and, and that person is out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So just know that that's not going to be the the best way to get in touch with us. That's not going to be the best way to get your name shouted out on this episode. That's not the best way for you to be on any future episode or or even remain within our little community of people because you will be blocked. You will be everything because guess what? I don't entertain you know people who aren't at the same frequency as I am. Either you elevate yourself and elevate your frequency and, and be open to having a conversation at the table or 
you don't get into the building at all. Yeah, like don't be an energy sucker, an yeah. energy drainer. You sucker. Don't be um, a sucker. But yeah, like just ask yourself if it's worth it. Like yeah. if you want to have an open conversation like that, we're always open to and and that yeah, like we'll, we'll actually talk about. Yeah. Um but right. if you're going to be negative, then sh then there's plenty of other places on the internet to be negative, but this just won't be one of those yeah, places. Yeah, this is not your place. Sorry. All right, so thanks a lot for listening. Um, don't forget to, uh, what can you do? Oh, uh, Share we've, this? Yeah, we've um, said this, I think, once before, but a cool way to stand out, speaking of standing out, uh, you can screen record your favorite part from any of our Oh, excuse me. From any of our past um, MG Daily episodes or Metzligan Daily episodes, you can screen record it and then post it on your Instagram stories and tag us, and we will repost your story on our story. Mm. Because we haven't really had anyone do that before, where where they, you know, take a picture or do a screen grab of a part of our podcast, our audio only podcast. Yeah. So if you really want to stand out, then that's a great way to do it. And if you want to call us on our voicemail, because on the next Mentally Gone Daily, we'll start playing like a few voicemails. Um, our number is 201-890-2907. 201-890-2907. You can leave us a voicemail. Tell us your crazy conspiracy theory. Tell us the craziest thing you've read on the news this week. Yeah. Uh, whatever else you want to tell us a funny personal story because I like to hear guys I like to hear the good stuff I'm just yeah. I'm one of those people that it's like ignorance yeah. is a little bit of bliss and I like to be a little bit ignorant you know yeah. um, so if you guys want to give some good news that's always welcome yeah. and yeah 201-890-2907 alright and that's it all right, so our dog needs to go poop, and he's barking at the door. Um, so, yeah, so do that. Give us a call. And also, if you want to really stand out even more, you can film yourself uh, communicating a message, like a short video, preferably like a one minute, under under one minute. You can film yourself and then send it through email, um, and we will post that as well and repost that on our stories and also react to it maybe on a video podcast and then you'll be included on a video episode depending on exactly what you're talking about and how valuable that information is then we'll include it with our episode if that makes sense yeah and that's mentally gone podcast at gmail.com right so with that being said guys thank you so much and we will see you again tomorrow bye bye uh, but don't, don't forget oh, and don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone peace, peace to the world, world. bye bye <laughs>